Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Anime Dancer 87 podcast. I'm Fatisha. It has been a while and I'm so excited that I finally get to sit down and speak with you all. So I am currently recording this on Saturday, March 24th. I can't believe it's been that long since the last episode. Um, So I'm going to give pretty much a quick recap on some highlights I wanted to go over that have happened over the first quarter of 2018. I can't believe we're about to head into April. Um, I will note Black Panther is definitely one of the things I'm discussing. So if you have not seen the film yet, I am someone who is a big fan of spoilers. I look them up before I even see movies, before I read books. So do know um, that is going to be spoiled. Otherwise, I think pretty much everything else will be very clean cut and not too much of an issue. So let's go ahead and just start with that Black Panther. Um, I know for me particularly, the film was something I was looking forward to. I'm a Marvel fan, but in no way am I someone who can recite like specific comics or story arcs and that. I've literally just been following the MCU um, and I've really enjoyed it. It's been fantastic. Like I think especially with this film, it lived up to the height. Uh, Shuri was definitely my hands down favorite character in this. She was hilarious. Um, like many others have said, just having a female of color was science oriented and just that perfect mix of tradition and modern. And I can't wait to see what she's like in the Infinity War movie. Um, and I know something that someone else brought up that I really appreciated. And when I say someone else, I mean, um, Andre from Black Nerd Comedy, um, something he had noted that really stood out to me was the fact that even more so than this just being a film that had a lot of black faces on it, um, it really showcased that it doesn't matter what ethnicity it is, if you give equal opportunity for that real Hollywood budget and marketing campaign, it can sell. Some people have used that as an old argument for years and it's just not true. It will sell. Um, so having this showcase that so well has been really exciting for me. I've seen the movie only once, definitely plan on going to see it again. Can't wait for it to come out. We'll definitely be purchasing it. And it was just a really fun way to start off Marvel films for this year. It's only a few weeks until Infinity War. You got Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's all sorts of movies for Marvel to look forward to still. So really fun way to start things off. I really enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. I know a lot of people have been sharing their feedback and I purposely wanted to wait until a lot more people could see it until I added, you know, my two, three cents into the mix there. Okay, switching gears a bit. The next thing I wanted to discuss Um, And this is something I'm aware of because I work for a women's organization full-time. March is Women's History Month, and a cool campaign that the organization I work for, YWCA Chicago, is doing with KEDS, the shoe brand, is the special limited edition International Women's Day line of products. So there's three different shoes and then a swell water bottle. And so you literally have until next Saturday, so exactly a week left in this campaign. And basically, if you purchase any of those items through Shopping Gives, then our organization will receive $10 of every purchase. I feel like I would not be doing my duty if I didn't reference that. Um, I'm always excited about different opportunities like this. I know I don't talk often even on my social media accounts necessarily about my job, not because I don't love it, um, but because honestly I'm just not sure how many people really follow the nonprofit sector and stuff like this, but it's something I will be doing more 
in the future, I won't say in what way just yet, but um, yeah, it was something cool. I wanted to toss out there and plug, of course. There are all sorts of amazing events going on this month. I know one of my coworkers is right now on a panel for a screening of the documentary Dolores, and she's probably doing awesome right now, so shout out to Jacqueline. I hope it's going really great today. Um, but yeah, that's just something I'm going to toss in there, and then I will switch subjects a little bit again, because that's me. Um, but I will give you all a moment, and I'll be right back. Okay, so I'm switching gears to just take a moment to talk about grad school, because I am working full-time and attending grad school part-time all at once, and I love it. Um, but for those of you who aren't familiar with my background, which I can safely assume as many of you, um, I was a first-generation college student, so for me, even undergraduate was an awesome experience and a, definitely a big learning experience for me, and so needless to say, grad school um, really took that to the next level, but thankfully, it wasn't too hard of a transition. And so I know, like, I've been following the Reddit threads for grad school um, for current students, just getting feedback, seeing what people stress out for. I am actually pursuing a master's in nonprofit management. So I have two more years to go. Yeah, two more years to go. I just started in August. Um, and for me, it's been a really interesting experience in the fact that, you know, returning to school after almost a decade <laughs> is funny. Um, there are certain things where, you know, time management, all of that, being able to use, you know, my real life as an experience are fantastic and really help make it a great experience. But it's still weird, you know, having that classroom setting, even though I'm doing this as an online degree program. Um, two things I definitely want to recommend to anyone, whether you're in grad school right now or just you're really increasing your level of writing, um, those would be Grammarly and the Hemingway app. Make use of them. They are fantastic for checking your writing, whether that's just uh, grammar fixes, overuse of adverbs, etc. Um, and I'm, I know for me, like my biggest thing right now, I start my next class on Monday, is I have taken two classes so far and I'm still holding my 4.0 GPA. I am totally that person where I'm convincing myself right now it's totally okay to not have like a perfect grade as long as I am passing successfully and working my hardest, that's fine. But I graduated cum laude and undergraduate summa cum laude is my goal as a graduate student on top of everything, so we'll see how that goes. But getting back into this rhythm of school and work at the same time, like I'm someone, I had multiple jobs while I was working undergraduate, so that's not weird. But after being out of the classroom, you forget certain things that, you know, you just didn't have to think about anymore. And it is an interesting transition. If you've done grad school, you're thinking about it, you're currently in it, please let me know how it's going for you. Because I'm always curious of how different people set things up. And so some of the additional things I'll be mentioning in this episode, there's only a couple more subjects actually kind of tie into that learning theme. So I will see you all in a second. Okay, so... One of the things I wanted to mention that talking about grad school made me think of is bullet journaling. I feel like I know it is a big trend right now, and I know some people are sick of hearing it, so if that's you, I'm sorry, but it's a system I'm really loving. 
Um, I'm someone who's always worked off of multiple planners at the same time. And when I say multiple, I mean like four to five is not unusual for me. I keep personal and business separate and just keeping everything organized. And so I decided to give it a go after the new year. I fell in love. Um, I'm currently transitioning from the passion planner to the Levenger Circa disc system. Um, if you aren't familiar with this systems, it's basically just set up with the way everything's hole punched and set up. You can move things back and forth as needed, which if your lifestyle's like mine, if your mind's like mine, it's nice to be able to switch stuff after, you know, having it written down for weeks in a certain order. Um, I still like keeping work and personal separate. I still have, you know, that two minimum planner system, but I don't feel obligated to use every spread or layout example you see. Um, I know for me what's been really useful as a resource is using Reddit and Instagram for kind of figuring out what to start out, what all people put together, but the entire point of, of the Bullet Journal and the reason it all was started was literally to make life easier, a quick, easy, memorable system so that we could get through your lists, make the setup work for you, experiment, and just see how it goes. And so I have like really basic, you know, layouts and setups, but I like being able to not just check things off, but really having that timeline of not only what I've done when it comes back to trying to put together like reviews of everything or my goals for the year, but like which things I had to keep pushing off for one reason or another, which things I was able to fly through and really make my time work better for me. And in turn, it's also got me back into calligraphy and then starting to work on hand lettering. Um, I am someone where I take on a lot of different crafts and hobbies and I am trying to get much better on finding those specific niches that are just really interesting to me and as the one saying goes I do not want to be an apprentice of many and a master of none I really want to focus in on certain things but bullet journaling is like that perfect mix of my love of time management keeping track of everything I have to do and then those little nods of creativity so that way I'm not just staring at a blank page um, and getting into that hand lettering and getting into handwriting is actually helping me with an additional goal that I've started for this year, which is language learning. So why am I interested in language learning? Well, if you've grown up in the US like me and you were required to take at least one other language over the course of your life, some people have been successful in sticking with one and being phenomenal at it. I have been more so the person who's tried a few different languages, um, some got further than others and just never really found that right fit or didn't have the system in place to really maintain it. So I think I've taken Spanish, which was a fail. Um, German, I had gotten conversational and eventually would love to get back into that. I took a semester of Mandarin. I had started teaching myself Japanese, ended up pausing that. And so now I am focusing on Korean. Um, what works in my favor in this time is that I actually have a friend that I met and we've gotten to know each other over the last few months. She's originally from Seoul and now she's here in the U.S. And when I mentioned like, yeah, I would love to learn Hangul and, you know, really get the basics down. I don't need to be fluent, but I'd love to be conversational at it. And she's like, Fatisha, um, I'm here. I'm like, 
Ah, uh, <laughs> really good reminder there. So I had originally challenged myself at the beginning of the year and saying, oh yeah, I'll have the alphabet memorized by the end of February, no problem. Somehow factoring in, yeah, that I would need the time for it, but not factoring in that between work, school, and the busy events we had, it was just not going to be feasible. So that was a reminder I needed to flip back to moving to my own pace and getting that down. So I have gotten a digital textbook and then I'm getting some hard copy textbooks, starting to work at my own pace. Um, Focusing on the basics, stroke order for that, because I know that comes into play just like it does with Japanese and Mandarin and a lot of your other written Asian languages. Um, and so I am focusing on those. I've heard great things about the Talk to Me in Korean learning series, so maybe I'll jump to that. But my goal now is like over the course of the next year, year and a half of having that down and at least like the basics of, you know, conversational Korean because why not? And I want to have another language down at least. I'd really like two or three down. It's never too late to learn. So I figured, yeah, let's toss that in there. Do something different. Language learning is always an experience for all of us. And I'm curious in that. I, I feel like more people are getting better at having it, especially with, you know, the internet and everything. It was really taking off as I was in, you know, high school and, and college and that of picking up of now you have all these systems in place to talk with native speakers and really get it down. So let me know if you have studied one of the languages I mentioned and how it's gone for you and what made it work the best for you because it's always fun. So I'm actually going to end the episode here and leave you all with a really simple question and that is, what are the steps in your life smarts right now? Are you dealing with work-life balance? Are you trying to take on new hobbies, enjoying, you know, the pop culture that's out there as a way to de-stress with everything going on around the world? Just what makes the day a bit easier for you and what are the barriers you're dealing with? We all are always dealing with something. That's just how life works. I know for me, sometimes it can seem like my mind's going all over the place and I'm sure with this episode it might seem that way as well, but I've kind of learn to embrace that side of myself and my personality and I'm going to leave you all at least for those of you who are listening to this on Anchor um, some of my favorite music of the moment um, it should be no secret that I mainly follow the East Asian music scene specifically right now um, Japan and Korea though there are some Thai singers I'm starting to follow as well so this is going to be a really fun mix if you aren't able to hear it then um, the tracks that I will be sharing are Baby Don't Stop by NCTU, No Excuses by Megan Trainer. I am aware that does not follow the theme, ignore it, it is just one of the songs I like, we'll work with it, um, Whiplash by Femme, it is not a news track, but oh my gosh, I just never get sick of that song, ever since the video first came out, I just have so much fun with it, and finally, Look by Red Velvet, if you hop on YouTube, look up the choreography version of that video. I love that they always give them fun choreography and just a little bit more intricate. I don't know what it is about the pop music scene sometimes and I'm uh, this is for anywhere around the world. Why is it that's for a lot of the female groups they do not get the technical dance routines that a lot of the guys do? Like I do not understand that. I'm going off on a tangent right now though. So I will share these songs but yeah let me know how you're doing. I promise the next podcast episode will not take three months um but i'm still finding my rhythm with stuff so i hope you all are doing well thanks so much for listening and catch me on social media anywhere at at anime dancer 87 have a wonderful rest of your day bye